Are you ready to question everything you know about money and success? I set out to build a healthy relationship with money, but along the way, realized that no money issue is actually about money. Join me as I break down my old beliefs and learn what's really true. I'm Noe Kalfa, and this is the 90 Day Money Challenge. It's day 23 of my 90 Day Money Challenge, where I'm literally challenging my relationship with money by looking at all of my old stories about money to find out really whether they're true or not. And some of them uh, I've carried on into the present, lots of them. Uh, uh, I promise you there will be 90 uh, or more thoughts that I have been uh, coming into. And I've been finding little variations of all of these little stories uh, that uh, most of them, uh, so far, none of them have been true. Uh, so let's dive in and take a look at today's thought. So today's thought is, I can't just buy whatever I want. And for a little background, the reason this thought came up was because I've been uh, starting to invest in my new home. I've been looking around and upgrading things. And as I've been, you know, down to the little things, replacing shower curtains or uh, the little hooks for the shower curtains so that things are the way that I want them, uh, I've run into this belief, like, well, I can't just buy whatever I want. That's irresponsible. So this, this belief about irresponsibility. And it comes from this old family story of mine where my mom would, you know, always, like her mantra was like, we can't afford that. Um, and she, I don't know that she really said we're poor, but that was definitely the vibe and that was definitely implied in what well, we can't afford things that your rich friends can afford. Um, and on the other side of that though, was like, like the, the experience of like, she's tired of being poor. And so let's splurge was what she would say. Oh, to hell with it. Let's splurge. And so that sets up this, like on the one side, it's, it's like, well, we're only ever going to buy things we need. And then on the other side, let's like just la 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 and just like spend all of our money. Not a very responsible way to work with money. Um, great. So this thought, I can't just buy whatever I want, is something that I really feel like is worth looking into. All right. So let's find out whether it's true or not. So the first question is, is it true that I can't? Just buy whatever I want. And this is a meditative practice. So you have to go in deeply and ask, ask your inner self. You're not asking your brain, your thinking mind. You're asking your inner self, is it true? I can't just buy whatever I want. And what felt really nice about this one is that I had a pretty quick, no, it's not true because for the last many years, I've been supporting myself, and so I literally can just buy whatever I want. Like that is that is more true uh, because that's what I have done. Everything that I have bought has been a thing that I want. And now, whether those things actually align with what I deeply want, that's a little more of what we're going to explore here. Okay, so I can't just buy whatever I want. Let's dive into all of the reaction. So the, the question of the work here is, how do you react when you believe that thought? 
It's like saying, okay, when you live under the umbrella of this thought, and this thought is raining down on you all the time, how do you react? How do you live your life? Okay, so the first things that come up is when I believe I can't just buy whatever I want, I feel embarrassed. It's like I'm embarrassed because I'm poor and um, everybody else is not poor. That's sort of where I go is like into a, a an isolation away from everybody. And I notice like a fluttery belly, feeling anxious about anything that I'm buying. It's stressful to spend money. It's stressful to spend money. And so I kind of block the flow by only trying to make money without spending it. And anytime, even, it doesn't matter how much the thing costs. If it's, if it's a $10 item or a $100 item, I'm like trying to scrimp and save and like, you know, find the cheapest possible version because that, that was the only thing um, that really made sense when we're poor and we can't afford that is to only buy the cheapest possible things. So it's like, so that's, that's really where this focus is, which is really stressful to all, to everything that you buy, try to find the cheapest version or a discount or, you know, always like trying to like nickel and dime it. That is an extremely stressful experience. That is not an experience that I want to have. It's not an experience of ease. It's not an experience of joy. I don't get joy from doing that. It's possible some people do, uh, like people who are, you know, antique hunters and things like that. Um, but but that's not, that's not what I'm getting from this. So to take it further, right? So I should only buy the cheapest things and it should only be things that I need and not things that I want. Um, and because I don't have enough money because I'm poor. And therefore, this is the big clincher for today. Therefore, I am doomed to be stressed about money for the rest of my life. I will always be stressed about money. That's like the bottom line is for me, my lot in life is bad, stressful relationship with money. Can't buy things I want. Gonna be poor. It's so deeply ingrained. Isn't that nuts? It's in there, that belief. So for today, I actually have a great experiment that um, this wonderful facilitator, Tom Compton, um, has done with me in the work over the years, where you spend a few times going back and forth between the third and the fourth question. So believing the thought, free of the thought, believing the thought, free of the, free of the thought. So I want to do that with you. But first, let's go into totally free of this thought. I can't just buy whatever I want. Who am I? What do I experience? So I invite you to close your eyes and take a look at that thought and everything that thought brings up for you. I can't just buy whatever I want. And look at the things that you buy that you want. And if you're totally free of that thought, that you can't just buy whatever you want, what do you experience? So I see those things that I have just bought for my home. And I feel really excited because they're exactly the thing that I wanted to buy. I feel this uprising of joy. And it feels light and bubbly and playful. And it's like a game. I'm, I'm playing and I'm, I'm like molding the clay of my home into being the way that I want it to be. And, and like, for example, like I finally got 
all the art up on my wall and uh, and now my room feels really nice and it feels like oh, I can really relax into this space so I've created I've molded this space with what I really want and that has given me this really beautiful uh, kind of place to relax really nourishing space and it doesn't mean that I have to buy very expensive things but buying what I really want or finding what I really want um, is important. Okay, let's go back into believing the thought. I can't just buy whatever I want and I also wanna go back into and I'm doomed to be stressed about money forever. I can't just buy whatever I want and I'm doomed to be this way forever. Immediately feel like pulled down. You can see my body language changes. My voice even feels, it feels harder to be enthusiastic. Like I can't really generate a lot of enthusiasm from down here when I'm collapsed in my chest. My belly is like really tight. Oh yeah, and I'm not breathing. <sighs> yeah, I can't just buy whatever I want. Yeah, I feel sad. Again, I feel that embarrassment and that stress. And like then, and it's like, as I collapse in my body, I go up into my mind to try to kind of rectify it and balance it out. And then just come back into totally free of that thought. Oh yeah, I feel excitement again. I feel like an uprising in my belly that like I can actually support my own weight. <sighs> and then it's occurring to me that, that the weight is the thought. Nothing has actually changed in these last five seconds in my body, but the weight of the thought is literally pulling me down in my physical experience. The same way that if you imagine a lemon and you imagine biting into a lemon, you start to salivate. It's like that same thing. If I really believe and imagine how poor I am and, and look at all of the world that way, I start to feel that in my body, it becomes real. Great. <sighs> all right, let's go into the turnarounds here. Well, before we go into the turnarounds, I do wanna add a little disclaimer about um, the, what I, what I mean when I am talking about poor, like I'm poor, um, I feel like there's, a there's a systemic issue, a serious systemic issue in our country and in our world about, uh, inequal distribution of wealth. And that's a serious thing that, uh, we need to uproot and make progress on. That is not something that I think we can just wish away or anything like that, um, what I'm talking about is the experience of being poor as a fundamental beingness of who I am. And I don't think that I can really make progress and break free and help other people break free unless I'm also doing that inner work. Yeah, so I just want that to be really clear that that I'm in no way part of the of the like manifest your, your pain away kind of uh, uh, new age family. And I'm not part of the, well, if other people just didn't believe they were poor, then they wouldn't be poor kind of thing. I think that we do create our own reality, but it's also enmeshed in with the systematic oppression that is happening all around us and all of the, the inequalities that are going on and that doing the inner work starts to free us to our inner nature, which allows us to see things clearly as the way they are and start to break them down on the outside world and reshape our world. Like we're, we need to remold our world, but we need to be able to see what that 
world really looks like by doing the inner work. Okay, thanks for that interlude. Okay, turnarounds. I can, I can buy whatever I want. So this one uh, starts out with sort of basically a definition of if I buy it, that means I wanted it enough to put money towards it. Whatever struggle I had about it, if I bought it, I wanted it. So everything by definition is that I bought is something that I wanted. And I've been doing it already, right? So the second example of this turnarounds, you need th at least three genuine examples to really start to believe these turnarounds, to really like basically to sort of unclick from believing the original thought. Uh, so the first one is that everything actually already is what I want. And the second one here is I've been doing it all along here. Like with this, the new home I moved into about a month ago, I have been very intentionally only buying things that I really want. And I can buy things that I want. And the third example I have here is that as an adult, I actually have full choice, right? That's where I originally saw that it's not true that I can't buy whatever I want. It's that I literally can buy whatever I want. And almost, it's almost like a duty, like, look, you've been given this money. Don't buy things you don't want. Be judicious about it. Where you put your money is where you're voting. Where, where you put your money is, is what you're surrounding yourself with. Where you put your money is what you're uplifting in the world and um, makes a huge impact you know, for each of us. And for some of us who have billions, it is very important um, where you put your money. And uh, yeah, I feel like that's a whole another conversation. All right, another turnaround here. I can't just buy whatever I don't want. And this one took me a while. I had to kind of break it down into like, well, what does that actually mean? I can't just buy whatever I don't want. Um, and what I realized is um, I can't just buy whatever I want is really saying I shouldn't buy whatever I want. And so I can't just buy whatever I don't want is really saying I shouldn't buy whatever I don't want. Okay, so how is this true? Right, I've got three examples here. So number one, I don't have enough money to both buy everything that I want and everything that I don't want. There is never going to be enough money in the world to buy all the things that I don't want. But there is going to be enough money in the world to buy the things that I do want because part of understanding what I want is like, well, if I want to all of a sudden buy a thing that is $10,000 more than I have, then by agreeing to do that, I'm agreeing to go into debt. And do I want that, right? So each of these things is, is a part of what I want or what I don't want. So maybe I will say, oh, I can't just buy that because I don't want it, because I don't want that debt, uh, right? So hopefully that makes sense. All right, example number two here. There's a somatic consequence to buying things that I don't want. It feels bad to buy something that I... I am like struggling over does not feel good and it also reinforces the belief I can't buy what I want because I, I will buy this thing that I feel like I need or I should, it's the thing I should get or it's the cheapest option of the thing. It's not really the thing that I want um, or, or maybe it's the thing somebody, somebody told me I should get 
but I didn't really think it through, or, or maybe it's just something that my parents, you know, think I should get, but I haven't made up my own mind about it. And when I buy that thing, it reinforces, yep, I should only get things that I need, not things that I want. Um, and then it starts to become questionable about, well, do you need this thing versus this other version of that same thing? You know, for example, I uh, bought an, uh, it's like a fun tooth floss because it's actually exciting for me to get this floss versus that floss. It is possible to find a, a, a floss that you like and that you enjoy and that you want versus like just needing floss and getting a random one or the cheapest one or the whatever one. But getting one that actually makes it exciting to brush my teeth, I feel like is probably gonna save me money over time, um, but also is, is just an investment in spreading joy out throughout my day, okay? Last example here is uh, to buy something I don't want almost by definition means I'm going into it blind, blind to something. There's some issue going on here. Why am I buying things that I don't want? Like that's, it's worth questioning. It's like how underneath laziness, there's always something deeper. Um, it's same thing here. If, if you're doing something you don't want to do, it's worth taking a look at. Why are you doing that? If you're buying something you don't want to buy, why are you buying that? What are you believing? And, and is it really true? And is there, is there another creative solution you haven't thought of yet because you've been under the umbrella of that belief and all of its like sub beliefs and you're just like stuck in a, I don't know, it's like a box with knives pointing at you and you feel trapped and so you can only make this one decision. It's really uh, worth looking at there, yeah. All right, I got one last turnaround for you. My thinking can't just buy whatever I want or whatever it wants. And where I went with that was that buying something is an, is a giving and then an opening to receiving. So I pay money um, or if it's a trade, I'm giving something and then I receive the thing that I bought. And that requires an opening. And if it's something that I really want, well, I'm giving this thing that I feel good about giving and then I receive this thing that I feel very excited about receiving. In fact, it was so exciting that I had decided to put my money into it or or it was so um, part of my desire, even like, you know, fixing my car. It's like I really desire to be able to be free to travel around, right? That is the thing that I desire. And so there's receiving, ah, a nice restored car is a wonderful experience. But my thing, when I'm believing I can't just buy whatever I want, I'm closing down that receiving with joy experience, and I'm not really open. So then I only experience the giving, and then it's just like, ugh, I'm always spending money, I'm always spending money, I'm always spending money. I never experienced that I have received something that is worth literally exactly the amount of money that I spent, right? Because that's how much it cost. I am only experiencing the giving, right? So there's a big problem there that my thinking can't just buy whatever I want um, because it's not letting me buy whatever I want. It's, it's blocking that. Great, okay, example number two here. Um, my thinking can't just buy whatever I want because when I'm believing I can't buy whatever I want, I am bringing up these old guilt memories from childhood. 
of this splurging and being poor thing. And then, and then seeing, you know, my wealthy friends and I'm the poor one and, and just like reinforcing that. So it doesn't let me enjoy buying whatever I want. So I can't really, uh, it's like the, the want starts to get tainted and destroyed. All right, last example here of my thinking, can't just buy whatever I want. Um, when I am in this struggle of the belief, I can't just buy whatever I want, this original belief, um, I get really confused because I'll, I'll go, I'll say, okay, well, I need a new microphone for podcasting. And now, well, I don't know which one do I want? Well, I find that one that I want, but I'm like, oh, but that's expensive. But then I'm like, well, what does expensive really mean? Like if this one is 150 bucks, well, that one's $100. Well, that one's $50. Well, that one's $10. But then this this one's $200. And this one's $300. And four, and this one's $1,000. And then I get really confused about, because I'm now playing the game of what's the cheapest one is very confusing because, well, there's this infinite range. Like I could find a mic at any price, but what's the one that I want? What's the price that I want is what it becomes rather than what's the actual thing that I want. Right, so I ended up just buying a mic that I really wanted because it seemed like the best mic. It, it, it looked attractive to me. Um, it got great reviews. I did the research that I feel like was necessary, but I didn't spend all of this time agonizing about, is it $10 too expensive? Or should I you know, splurge and get the like $500 one? So like finding... Uh, Breaking free of the thought is really important, and I feel like actually ends up saving money because then, then the splurges aren't pulling away from the, what I actually want. Great. Okay, I'm going to leave it here for today. As always, it's a pleasure to get to share, and I love the conversation. And uh, something I've been thinking about is actually turning this challenge into a podcast. So uh, if you made it this far... And uh, if you think it would be a great idea for me to turn it into a podcast, please let me know because uh, I thought it would be really nice to have them all be in audio format. So you can just, you know, play them in Spotify or, or uh, whatever podcast um, app you're using. And you can just, you know, listen to them while you're driving or, or whatnot and kind of, you know, contemplate each of these thoughts as well. So let me know about that and I will see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the 90 Day Money Challenge. All episodes are available in video form with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at Noe Kalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth the Journey with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm Rene Ribot. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business from virtual assistance to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. Gotta check us out at worththejourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.